that case. Hope not hates are basically controlling Britain. Hope not hate. An alluring name for those more concerned about social justice than truth. These backward, these backward thinking, virtue, sig- virtue signaling, fake news crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Tommy Robinson is not the messiah. He's a violent far-right racist by the right response team. Since the arrest and imprisonment of Stephen Yaxley Lennon, also known as Tommy Robinson, for contempt of court, a series of hashtag free Tommy events have taken place across the UK and around the world. Based on the incorrect and conspiratorial notion that he's been wrongly imprisoned merely for reporting on a rape trial, pro-Tommy actions have taken place in America, Australia and across Europe, in addition to large outpourings of support on social media. The truth is that Lennon was already under a suspended sentence for contempt of court violations in Canterbury last year and is now rightly starting a 13-month prison term after naming defendants of a case, the charges and details of the allegations they faced, as well as filming defendants and confronting them outside court. Despite this, the Dutch tabloid Telegraph thought it acceptable to describe Lennon as a, quote, martyr of the working class, while other mainstream publications have ignored or played down his extremism. But Stephen Lennon is a far-right, Islamic-phobic extremist with an extensive history of violence and criminality. To avoid straw-men arguments, we want to be clear. We don't consider Lennon a Nazi, a fascist or a white supremacist. Misuse and overuse of such terms risks devaluating them beyond usefulness and, more importantly, miscategorization reveals a lack of understanding which inevitably prohibits effective opposition. The use of the term far-right has come under increasing attack by those on the right of the political spectrum. As well as people such as Lenin rejecting the tag when applied to themselves, right-wing commentators such as Douglas Murray have recently argued that overuse of the term has eroded the boundaries it created, making many people suspicious of all such designations. He bemoans name creep and asks... Is nobody interested in the differences? While Murray's motives for questioning the term are transparent, his argument that there was a time when the term was acting usefully as a cordon sanitaire between the fascists and the Nazis and the rest of the right is inaccurate. The term has long been a broad umbrella that encompasses people and movements ranging from the democratic, populist, radical right through to the extreme authoritarian far right. This begs the question of whether Murray's inaccurate lament of name creep and Lennon's anger at being labelled with the term derives from them simply not understanding it. When Lennon stormed the offices of a newspaper in Wales, he said, What this paper has done, it has classed me as far right. I haven't challenged these accusations for years. I should have been. There's nothing far right about me. However, it is worth stating from the outset that Lennon's refusal to self-identify as far right is irrelevant. As Yonive Camus and Nicholas Liburg point out in Far-Right Politics in Europe, the label far-right is practically never used by those who belong to it. But how do we define the term, and why do we class Lenin as far-right? Camus and Liburg provide a useful taxonomic classification within which Stephen Lenin fits comfortably. They say, Far-right movements challenge the political system in place, both its institutions and its values. They feel that society is in a state of decay, which is exacerbated by the state. Accordingly, they take on what they perceive to be a redemptive mission. They constitute a counter-society and portray themselves as an alternative elite. Their internal operations rest not on democratic rules, but on the emergence of true elites. 
Both as leader of the EDL and now as a rebel media contributor, Lennon and his associates warn of a decaying Britain in crisis, heading for destruction, betrayed by existing political elites and institutions. Lennon attacks the liberal progressive societal consensus and those on a supposedly homogenous left who advance it. He articulates conspiracy theories about the mainstream media, vaults bastardised images of historical figures and roots his politics in a mythical history. His sleeve of patriotic tattoos includes a crusader knight, a poppy, the Magna Carta and a quote from Winston Churchill. In an oft-repeated phrase by anti-Muslim activists, so-called counter-jihadists and staunch secularists, Christopher Hitchens described, though he may be quoting Andrew Cummings, Islamophobia as a word created by fascists, used by cowards to manipulate morons. Though a man of undeniable talents, Hitchens on this occasion was well wide of the mark. While it has a contested etymology, the term gained popular use following the landmark 1997 report Islamophobia, a challenge for us all by the Runnymede Trust. As is so often the case, there remains no consensual definition for the term, though it sometimes feels as though Islamophobia is held to a higher definitional standard, with those who decry its use, usually claiming it is not a phobia, rarely raising similar concerns over the use of terms such as homophobia. In 2005, the Council of Europe offered the following definition for Islamophobia. Islamophobia is the fear or prejudiced viewpoint towards Islam, Muslims and matters pertaining to them, taking the shape of daily forms of racism and discrimination or more violent forms, Islamophobia is a violation of human rights. It is worth adding a section of the 2016 definition offered by the Foundation for Political, Economic and Social Research. Islamophobia operates by constructing a static Muslim identity which is attributed in negative terms and generalised for all Muslims. Brief period of contrived penitence aside, Lenin's views on Islam and Muslims from his time as founder and leader of EDL through to today have been consistently Islamophobic. Despite platitudes to the contrary, Lenin routinely fails to draw a distinction between Islamist extremists and ordinary Muslims. To see Lenin's prejudice homogenization of all Muslims in sharp focus, one need look no further than his reaction to the arrival in Europe of refugees and migrants fleeing Islamic extremism in the Middle East. He has completely refused to draw a distinction between perpetrator and victim. He tweeted, I'd personally send every adult male Muslim that has come into the EU over, over the past 12 months back tomorrow if I could. Fake refugees. Hope Not Hate has long opposed Islamist extremism in the UK, and while in Iraq making our mini-film Life on the Run from the Islamic State, we saw the unconscionable human suffering that the victims of ISIS have experienced. Only a person like Lenin, blinded by anti-Muslim prejudice, could refuse to make a distinction between those Muslims seeking refuge in Europe from those committing the atrocities. However, his Islamophobia is best understood of, as part of what is known as counter-jihad ideology. Counter-jihadism is a broad alliance of organisations and individuals that believe that Western civilization is under attack from Islam. Despite varying degrees of extremity, all generally agree that Islam is a supremacist religion, and many, like Lenin, see little difference between extremists and ordinary Muslims who live their lives quite peacefully. 
while regularly professing to only be opposed to Islamist extremism, or more, more latterly, positive, positing that he is against Islam, not Muslims per se, the reality of his rhetoric is quite different. While Britain's Muslim community is best understood as a community of communities, Lenin regularly irons out all cultural, religious, national and social economic nuances and portrays Muslims and Islam as a single monolithic block. This block is usually characterised by its most extreme and unsavoury elements. Islam is fascist and it's violent and we've had enough, according to Lenin. In addition to extrapolating out the actions of a minority, he also demands collective responsibility for those actions. In East London in 2011, he seemed to suggest that he and the English Defence League would retaliate indiscriminately should there be a terrorist attack. He said, Every single Muslim watching this, on 7-7 you got away with killing and maiming British citizens. You had better understand that we have built a network from one end of the country to the other end, and the Islamic community will feel the full force of the English Defence League if we see any of our British citizens killed, maimed or hurt on British soil ever again. While there's absolutely nothing wrong with opposing Islamism, or even criticising Islam itself, most counter-jihadists believe that secular liberal society and a supposedly complicit mainstream media are aiding Islam through mass immigration into Europe and policies of multiculturalism, which they believe squash any criticism of the religion. In a 2017 interview about the expansion of rebel media into the UK, Lenin argued... The media steer clear of anything that gives a negative portrayal of Islam and talked of the liberal elite agenda. His claims are of course spurious. Evidence suggests that quite to the contrary, the British media's portrayal of Muslims has, quote, been largely negative and stereotypical, informed often by a virulent racialized Islamophobic discourse. Surveys have shown that British Muslims typically identify as at least, if not more, loyal to Britain than other communities. Central to Lenin's Islamophobia and that of his counter-jihad allies is the notion that a mythical, usually Christian, Western culture and identity is said to be, is said to be facing extinction at the hands of Islamic invasion. Broadly speaking, they believe that there is a clash of civilizations between Islam and the West. While ideas around the nature, inevitability and desirability of this clash vary greatly among activists, many see some sort of conflict as inevitable. As Lenin said in a Facebook Live interview, in the next five years, it's all going to come to a head. After the recent fallout from Lenin's hashtag Trollwatch video, where he stormed the offices of the Quillam Foundation, he appeared on the BBC Daily Politics show and said, I've never been an extremist, ever. Many will have understandably dismissed this comment as laughable, but to appease Lenin's seemingly insatiable desire to have the obvious justified, we will indulge him. Once again, the definitional debate about what constitutes extremism is complex, but several dictionary definitions offer a useful starting point. The Cambridge Dictionary categorises an extremist as someone who has beliefs that most people think are unreasonable and unacceptable. Lenin's views, as explained above, clearly fit this definition. The Collins Dictionary defines an extremist as a person who favours or resorts to immoderate, uncompromising or fanatical methods or behaviour, especially in being politically radical. 
the fact that this very article has been prompted by Lenin's campaign of intimidation against political opponents, storming their offices and visiting their houses at night, is clear evidence of him using extremist behaviour to advance his political clause. However, when coupled with his own violent record and that of the organisation he ran, it becomes very hard for him to reject the tag of extremism. At its height, the Lenin-led EDL ventured from town to town across the UK, leaving a trail of destruction and division in its wake. In 2013, it was revealed that policing costs for its demonstrations had risen to over £10 million during four years, with violence being commonplace. Lenin himself has a record of extreme violence and criminality, including being arrested for playing an integral part in a 100-person brawl while chanting EDL till I die, breaching his bail conditions by attending an EDL demonstration in Tower Hamlets, being convicted of common assault for headbutting a fellow EDL member in 2011, and being arrested and imprisoned for entering the US illegally in 2012. Upon leaving the EDL, Lenin even accepted and apologised that his actions over the years had frightened the UK Islamic community. However, the disingenuous nature of his apologies have put into stark relief since then. Stephen Lennon founded and ran an anti-Muslim street protest movement that brought violence to the streets of the UK. He is regularly engaged in violence. He intimidates his political opponents by storming their offices and confronting them in their homes. In our eyes, this makes him an extremist. Stephen Lennon is a far-right, Islamophobic extremist, and now you know exactly why.